When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Today, we usually have a leftover radio show. Well, not really a leftover. We take a radio show and turn it into a podcast, but because over the weekend we had Retire Me, we only had one hour of the live radio show on Como Radio to turn into a podcast. So Tom and I have gathered together around the microphone to uh, talk with you about money here on Talking Real Money, the podcast. And we did do retirement this weekend. It was terrific. We had a whole lot of people show up. We had a good time. Not too many technical problems. We didn't have some, but not too many. And uh, we, we covered a lot of territory. And one of the people who was there was Paul Merriman. And Paul is on a new kick. He, he started an educational foundation when he retired. But he is really, really pushing hard, trying to push a message toward younger investors sort of a message we probably should have all gotten in the past, but nobody gave to us uh, about getting started early and what you need to know as a young investor. And there are a lot of things, not just investing, but you know, there are, there are things you need to know when you're just getting started. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that's very interesting beyond the work that I think is great that Paul's doing for young people is the opportunity that we have is because we talk to our clients every day and they have children, and in some cases, grandchildren, who have some money and they want to invest. So I had a conversation last week with a 25-year-old, and she has a job. She's saving a little bit of money. Guess where it's, it's in a Roth, which I think That's is a good. great place for a young person to save. That's really good. But here's where the, the problem from her friends, she's heard things like, well, buy fractional shares. From her friends, she's heard things like, you got to own some Bitcoin. From her friends, she's hmm. heard, you got to trade GameStop and AMC. This is not surprising because that's within the media. That's popular today, right? It's what's out there. And so then I'm in the situation where I'm the old fuddy daddy, and I'm saying, no, you just own one mutual fund that owns the world. It's not as exciting. While that's good advice, you are an old fuddy-duddy. I, there is that <laughs> You part. are that. So there's a well, couple of Well, you were a young fuddy-duddy. All right, I'll take that, yeah, too. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. I try to return it around and say, think about the longer haul here, because you're 25. There's a lot of years till you're using the money. So, I mean, anybody, by the way, that is young, that has income, I think the Roth is the right place to put the money, because that grows tax-free. Number two. I try to talk to people about the whole aspect of investing as using your money to make more money without doing anything, right? That's the whole, it's passive growth of your money. It has nothing to do with trading or timing or seeing markets, all the rest of it, that you really, you're just building a portfolio and you're forgetting about it. You're adding to it. And in this case, she is saving, which is the, uh, obviously the first thing. You can't do anything about investing until you save. But people oftentimes bring up all, and you know this, Dom, we hear this all the time from people mm -hmm. about how do I get young people started? There was an article in the journal about a week ago from one author who said, um, <laughs> here's the way to do it. 
You help kids identify companies they're interested in and track them. No. And that's I know, it's terrible horrible. advice. It is horrible advice. Uh, another one said uh, you try to talk to them about why they should buy a stock. Being passionate is great, not because of the message board, but because they know the company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have an idea. And, I have an idea. Let's. Yeah. I think all parents should once a month or so have a casino night to teach them how to properly gamble. Exactly. So if play you just poker did that, with they, your they, children. Yeah, I mean, you t- teach them that fitness is sitting on the couch, that good uh, nutritional habits are eating out every night. I mean, th- these are things. No, you've got to set the right behavior from the get-go because people think, a lot of people think to make this exciting and interesting, I got to get them involved by buying stocks in the companies they know, the Starbucks, right, or the wherever they go for fun. No, that is horrible advice. You should be using a passive index style fund for the long haul make make them realize that this is a long process they should not be spending this money in the next few years especially in a roth ira my goodness no and then this is not day trading this is long-term growth of your money it's a difficult concept i think for many people at 25 to think about 65 but we should be giving them the right thing from the get-go not it's cute not that it's you're going to fake it you're going to give a few things a try but to do it right from the moment that you begin that's and how i'd put it the message is investing is different from gambling and most of the things that you hear about bitcoin absolutely gambling the the new treasury secretary basically said so this week janet yellen she said bitcoin is just gambling it's not investing it's not a good currency it makes no sense buying individual stocks is not investing it is gambling please separate the two learn to invest learn to build wealth then go out and do the things that bring you pleasure like your job or your family or you know having having kids or raising kids or, or playing in the wilderness or going surfing or skiing or whatever Nothing it is social. you do i noticed you don't mention anything social of course because you can't do that well anymore, no don't do anything so. social no <laughs> of course not no unless it's on zoom like <laughs> retire me yeah Um, Hey, I wanted to give you a phone number that you can use 24-7. It's 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You can call us there with your questions about money matters of all kinds and leave your question with as much detail as possible, and we'll get it answered on a future podcast. Or you can send it in at TalkingRealMoney.com, and we have a bunch of typed-in questions. Uh Uh-oh. Here's a long one. Uh-oh. All right. It's actually a two-parter. Non-deductible IRA and non-tradable stock question. Two different questions. Hello, and thank you for your daily podcast. Two questions. Easy one first. I'm going to give you the easy one, Tom. I'll take the hard one. Non-deductible money was added to an IRA account over several years. It was recorded and filed with taxes on Form 8606. Research says when I begin taking RMDs, I will need to perform some calculations to have a portion of the non-deductible amount applied to the RMD. Question. Since taxes have been paid on the non-deductible contributions to avoid all the math and confusion every year, can the money listed on 8606 simply be moved to a Roth account? I'm going to say no. No, it's a backdoor. Think about it, but then you but then you'd have to do a proportional amount of other. Uh, oh yeah, he didn't savings. mention whether he had other things. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So you're right, but you yeah. still have to move a similar amount. Nah, it, that always. Yeah. Remember, you're right. it, it went in there. You didn't pay tax because it's non. I mean, you didn't get a deductible because. Right. It, so you, it doesn't work. Right. You right. Right. So that. he made non-deductible contributions. So he gets tax deferred growth, and he won't pay taxes coming out the back end. And he could technically do a backdoor. IRA, but it really depends on your other taxable assets because you have to draw, or your pre-tax assets because you have to draw out proportionally. Correct. All right. So yeah, you can, but you know what? Non-deductible IRAs. I just put it. I, I still question. I don't get them either. Just put it in a. Just put it in a taxable account, or put it in a tax-managed mutual fund or ETF. Right. It just yeah. Because it does the same People thing. Get caught up in actually, it does the same thing only better. Well, I think and people get caught up with the fact that if it goes in the my IRA, I, I I can't take it out. It's harder to get out, which is great. That's good because you set the money aside. You can treat a taxable account the same way. Yeah, and, you and the other don't thing, take the money out. If you're in a taxable growth oriented account, like a Vanguard tax managed index fund or something or tax managed fund, most of the money comes out at the end. It's growth that comes out as a long-term capital gain, which should Correct. be at a lower rate than your income rate anyway. So I, I don't, because you, you, you're going to pay income on the growth. I wouldn't even mess with it. All right. Here's the second question. Non-tradable stock certificates. Somewhere along the way, I wound up with a certificate in my name for a stock. The stock has a valid QCIP number. That's the registration number for stocks. And he gave me the number. Currently, the stock is not tradable. The certificate is being held by a legitimate clearinghouse. In an effort to reduce the number of statements I receive, I have attempted to transfer the certificate from the clearinghouse to Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, Vanguard. All said they can't, won't transfer the certificate. Nobody will give me the reason why. The TD Ameritrade rep said the why was above his pay grade. It's just a certificate with a registered QCIP. Why would brokerage houses refuse to accept one in uh, from a legitimate firm? I have the answer no, well, for I'll you. Give, Go ahead. Well, I'll no. give you a nick. I'll give you a nickel on the dollar for it if that's if you're looking for an offer. A nickel on the that dollar? Could, I wouldn't get. Yeah, I think so. Five no, cent, five percent. I wouldn't give him anything because nope. it's worth oh, okay. nothing. <laughs> ah, doggone! That you just cost me five percent. No, you no. <laughs> you, saved I saved 5%. you. I saved you yeah, because okay, thank you. <laughs> while he says this is a valid QCIP, I did all of the searches oh, I could, oh. and that is a QCIP that has been pulled. It's gone. I think you should say what QCIP is first. It's a, uh, I don't know what it means. It's a registration Isn't that something number. something with Valentine's Day or something? No, hold on. You want to know what QCIP means? I don't remember. Securities. I it had to do with Valentine's Day or something. Uh, QCIP number. What does it mean, mean, mean? I don't know what a QCIP number means. Why is my Wi-Fi off on my computer? Well, that could be part of the problem. QCIP. Any rate. But anyway, you couldn't uh, find it. It it's doesn't exist. I, I would just uh, tell the, the clearinghouse if they're sending. I can't believe a clearinghouse is sending you statements. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I'd tell them to stop sending statements because it's gone. And that means if it's gone, it has no value. It's not. And by the way, I've got some, I have some stock certificates like that too. Yeah, there are, they're, they're all over the place. You can buy them online. Few. But the problem yeah, today is nobody issues stock certificates anymore. Right. It's all electronic. So when a company goes bankrupt these days, <laughs> you don't even get a nice warm paper memory. It's the one gone. I've got, by the way, it was about 35, before I got a little smarter, 
I did a bunch of work for somebody. He said, hey, instead of paying you, I can give you shares in this small penny stock. Here's the certificate. Take that. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be rich. And I forgot all about it for about 10 years. And then I looked at this thing. I was like, oh, man, I, I must be rich. So I took it to a friend who knew it was a stockbroker. He looked it up like you just did, said, you're not rich. Sorry. Yeah, you're like not rich. zero. <laughs> it didn't and, work out. And this correspondent did have some final words. They said, uh, they said, I appreciate your words of wisdom, common sense advice, and feedback on others in the business. Some have been on the radio for many years with their commentary, newsletters, and advice going uncontested. It's really refreshing to hear another viewpoint from someone in the business. It makes one glad to know that I did not miss out by not signing up for every service or newsletter offered. Ain't that the truth? Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. There's so much bad advice out there. It's just terrible. And if it's particularly compl complicated or they have some really good things they're promising, yeah, they're probably lying. Uh, let's see. Uh, give you the number again, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Call us 24-7 or leave your questions at talkingrealmoney.com. Oh, and coming up in just a couple of weeks, go back to retiremeet.com. And uh, you'll we're going to have the recorded version of it online. We, we think it'll all work. It, it looks good so far. I've been going through the video, so we'll have it up online in a couple of weeks. I'm Don McDonald. That's Tom Cock. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Talking Real Money Podcast. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?